0: Welcome to Top Tech, a radio show discussing and offering insight on technology by the most powerful men in Canada. I'm Johnny Blakebro, producer and host. Joining me as always is Ian Horner and Brendan Beach Deary. If you haven't got problems, I feel
1: bad for your son. I got 99 problems and a beach ain't one.
2: At this time, reinstall your beach. As the most powerful men in Canada discuss Top Tech.
0: This week, troubleshooting. <laughs> I think that is hands down the most incomprehensible intro you've done yet. That's kind of what I was going for.
2: <laughs> it needs its own troubleshooting. Welcome back, beach I'm glad
0: to be here. So we have thought today that we could spend some time talking about how to troubleshoot technological problems and the kind of steps that we go through doing that. And we all have had different levels of experience with troubleshooting.
2: We're going to cover the mindset and the process
0: you should go through.
1: We haven't taken a deep dive into the idea of what it means to find out where the root of a problem is.
0: Well, a lot of times how to solve problems with anything, not just technology, is unfortunately experience. Once you get really comfortable and you think that you know it well enough, then it's easier to troubleshoot it. But there are actually a lot of little simple tricks that you can learn that can help a huge amount with troubleshooting. The
2: one that I was always taught was to make changes one at a time.
1: I think what you need to do is you need to actually sit back and think, what is actually wrong?
2: Yeah, I guess it's even more important is to to try to identify what your problem is before you can actually
0: start to work on the solution.
1: Is it something that's wrong or is it actually something that's working as intended and I just don't understand the way it's working?
0: And the answer to many of our solutions here will probably be Google is your friend, which is funny considering the episode before last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You see an error message. You have a behavior that you're not used to. Do a search for it and see what other people are saying about it. Mm-hmm. You also have to separate the idea of the problem and what are basically symptoms. And that takes a little while to do. But what is actually happening? And is this something that's wrong? Mm -hmm. And can I figure out what that wrong thing is?
1: For example, you could say my computer has been acting real slow lately. Mm, Perfect example. That could be that you have a virus, or it could be that you've got a bad hard drive, or it could be that you've got too much stuff on your computer, or it could just be that you installed a new version of a program that you've had for years that requires a little bit more resources than your computer currently has, and it's working normally, it's just acting slow, because
2: it is slow. Because it's slower than it needs to be to handle this. Because your computer is too slow. Your computer acting slow might just be a symptom of the fact that the computer you use at work versus the one you use at home, the one at work is probably getting regular updates. They're probably refreshing the hardware every few years. You're probably using a faster computer and used to it working a certain way. And now you go home and use your computer and discover that, oh, this computer that's four or five years old is not as fast as the one I have at work. You don't really think there should be a difference, but there is a difference because it's just perception. You you get used to certain tasks taking a certain amount of time.
0: The speed at which things go can also be quite a lot of different steps along the way. It could be the processor of the computer. It could be the disk I.O., so how fast it can read and write things to the disk, which uh, there's a lot of different things you can do to your computer to slow that down. It could be you have less memory in your computer, and that could be caused by just, as you say, being going between two different computers that have different specs, but it also can be you could actually have something wrong with the memory in your computer, and it's slower just because it has to things in and out of memory a hmm. lot a lot more because it has less memory to work from.
2: Well, and I have an example, actually, of that. Let's say you've been shooting pictures with a digital camera, and you've been importing them into your iPhoto or whatever it is that you might use on the PC side, I don't know, into Lightroom, let's say. And you've been taking pictures of this camera for a long time, you've been importing stuff into it, and you've been noticing that things are getting slower and slower. It could be because your hard drive is getting full. But... Also, two months ago, you bought yourself a brand new camera Mm. that takes images that are no longer 5 megapixel but 12 megapixel. And now you're copying much, much bigger files onto your computer. And you're working with much, much bigger files, which means that your RAM is being used up that much faster because it's keeping those files in memory while it's moving them around in Lightroom or iPhone or whatever it is that you're using. So even something like that... It's not a problem. It's just like Ian says. It's working as intended. It's just that some little bit of the chain has changed enough that it's causing this issue for
0: you. But just because something is working as intended doesn't mean you have to live with it. True. So you can fix those things in the sense that they're not actually broken but that they're not working the way you would like them to work. And sometimes that means upgrading your computer. Sometimes that means cleaning up your hard drive. Oftentimes, it means running updates and making sure you don't have any virus or malware on your computer as well.
1: <laughs> You've now discovered that it's not a problem with your mind. It is actually... <laughs> it's not a problem with your mind. It's not a problem with your expectations. It is actually a problem with your computer somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or any type of electronic device, for that matter. I mean, there's got everything as a computer in it. Everything is a computer. Point is, step two, have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> yeah. It's surprising, but it is so true how much that helps. When you reboot a computer, and as I said, everything is a computer, there are a bunch of operations that are performed that flush caches and clear the memory and just... It's like going to sleep.
2: (laughs) And not like putting your computer to sleep, because it's not the same thing. It's like when you go to sleep at night.
1: No, exactly. Putting your computer to sleep is like you getting drunk. Yeah. (laughs) You're not very good at doing things for a while, and you don't pay attention, but nothing gets cleared.
0: But a good sleep is like a good reboot. But it's not putting to sleep like putting Fluffy to sleep, right?
2: No. No. (laughs) My poor fish.
0: Fluffy's going to wake up again, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that Ian's right. There's a, a huge amount of problems with your computer that can be solved by just rebooting it. I actually ran into a problem today. I was trying to help someone with something, and I had a certain expectation of what the information they were giving me and expected that they knew a certain level of something about audiovisual stuff. And so they were telling me about this specialized dubbing VCR that wasn't working and that they weren't getting the menu on screen. And I'm like bringing up specs and I'm like – I can't actually look at the unit myself. So I'm looking at stuff online and I'm trying to troubleshoot through, through the whole problem. And It turns out in the end, it wasn't actually plugged into the television. And, like, that should have been the first thing I checked.
1: Uh, Johnny, that's exactly the second thing that you should check. (laughs) But you've probably heard this if you ever connect to your internet provider and they say, oh, have you tried reseating the connectors? Have you tried plugging it in and unplugging it again? Well, oftentimes... It might not be plugged in. Yes. Yeah.
0: All, all sorts of plugs will get disconnected, and uh, Ethernet cables or the little plastic connectors on the end of them will often wear out or break, and the Ethernet cable will just kind of slip out from gravity, and I have that on a lot of different products. And you, you just throw away that cable and replace it. Ethernet cables are cheap, but yes, always check to make sure all your cables are connected properly.
2: When you say to somebody, oh, you know, is your modem plugged in? Or, or is your monitor plugged in? Or is anything that, that is causing the problem, is that thing actually plugged in? And, of course, your first response is always, of course it's plugged in. Because you're not an idiot. Except that it's not about you being an idiot. It's not about you having missed something. What, it, what it's about, especially to the guy who's on the phone, is that he wants you to go through and double check to make sure all this stuff is just connected. And, I, and before I call support now... I actually will go around to all of my little things that are a problem. Like if I'm calling internet support, I'm going to go to my router and I'm going to go to my modem and I'm going to disconnect things and plug things in again and try turning them off and on again and and actually making sure that all the cables are connected from end to end because I don't want to call up and have to wait on the phone and have to go through the whole dance of doing whatever. And yeah, I do that thing where it's like, yeah, no, I totally uh, unplugged that and did whatever. I've found over the years that it's really just helpful to sit there, follow the guy's script – and work with him through it because he's got a job to do. He wants to get through this as fast as you want to get through it. Um, he wants to get you up and running again. It's not about a thing where he thinks that you're dumb. He just wants to you know, step through these steps to make sure that everything is squared away so he can get on to actually getting to what the root of your problem is. It's a process of narrowing down what the issue could be and saying to yourself, what was the last thing that changed on this? What was the last thing? Did I open up an email that looked a little suspicious? Like Try to think about all those things that could have happened. Did I go somewhere weird on the internet recently? Did somebody send me something? You know, Think about all the little things that could be going on that you do on your computer on a regular basis and just think, did I do anything that was out of the ordinary? Oh, maybe that's why I'm having this problem. Did I give my computer to somebody to, to work on for like 10 minutes and now I'm, something weird is happening to it?
0: Well, you can look at it from the perspective of when's the last time I remember this working well? Yeah. And what has mm-hmm. happened since then that might have caused the problem? And computers are nebulous, difficult things to understand for the majority of people. And that's not an insult in any way. Oftentimes, you won't be able to tell what might have happened. But there is often real human factors that cause problems with computers. And I think it's really good advice, speech to think about all the things that you may have done differently since it last worked well.
2: Mm -hmm. Because you wouldn't open the hood of your car and just grab a big wrench and be like, that's probably the problem, and just start hitting it with the wrench. Because you're not using the tool correctly, and you're probably also going to make things worse. And that's the same idea here. If you're going to be working under the hood of your computer, in a way, you need to think about all the little steps and all the little things that might be connected together. And you're you're probably going to hit a point where you'll be like, I don't know how to deal with this.
1: First off, your computer probably has some sort of built-in diagnostic tools. Mm, yeah. Either a boot mode that boots into a safe mode or a recovery disk or whatever. Just
2: run those basics, built-in system diagnostic tools and see if that fixes the problem. They're pretty smart nowadays, and they're kind of designed to keep you from screwing things up.
1: If not, well, then you may have a deeper
0: problem, which brings me to my favorite solution. Format and reinstall. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nuke it from orbit kind of method. One thing I just wanted to mention, Ian, about the idea of using some of the built-in utilities to work on things before we get on to uh, formatting and reinstalling is, for the love of God, do not click on those buttons on websites that say, is your computer running slow? Click here. Don't do that. That's almost guaranteed to make your computer run slow. Don't do it. Don't click on those. No, they they will not help you. We are here to help you. They are not.
2: (laughs) We have no monetary interest in helping you. So
0: flatten and reinstall, really. <laughs> flatten and reinstall is, is is your next step. Well, I think it goes back to, and a really important thing, is have good backups.
1: I was just going to say, you know why flatten and reinstall? Because you've got a good backup, don't you? Yeah,
0: uh, you better. Don't you? <laughs> you should be doing backups all the time. And then if you can't figure out what caused the problem, you say, you know what? End of January, everything was working great. First week of January, everything went sideways. I've got a backup from the end of January. I'm just going to restore from that. And everything is back to how it was then. Even if you can't figure out what caused the problem between there and then.
1: Ah, but that's the wonderful part, too. If you restore to the last known good condition and it's still going Ooh. bad.
0: It's probably hardware.
1: Exactly. You've eliminated another possible problem. Step by step, eliminate.
2: <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> Because I haven't used Time Machine that really at all, and I'm making my own rsync-style backups. But if you use Time Machine and you say I want to, I'm going to step backwards and say, no, I want to blow away my system with this known good backup. Can you then jump forward again on Time Machine and say now I want to start restoring files like some data I've worked on in the last you know three or four days and say my configuration's fine, but I need these newer files back. Can you do that with Time Machine once you've gone back like a week?
1: With Time Machine, I believe when you do a restore from Time Machine, you have to pick a specific point. Usually it's the last full backup, actually. And then does
2: that actually render the rest of the backups further in time? They still exist. They still exist, yes. So you can technically jump forward in time and, and grab files from technically what is the future
0: at that point. But I would always caution against relying on that. If you have important files that you've worked on, say, for instance, our, our mythical one week of from the last time you had a backup that was, you think your system was good, manually save those files to a jump drive or something before you wipe it and reinstall. Always err on the side of caution when it comes to your important files. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Don't go into a computer store and ask the guys who sell computers how to fix your current computer. That's a rule of thumb. I'm a guy who works at a computer store, and I don't really, I mean, I don't really want to sell people new computers if I think that their current one can be fixed, but more often than not, people will come in and be like, this thing's a piece of junk and I want to buy something new. They've kind of already made that decision.
1: Well, the issue is if you're asking a person at a computer store, first off, they don't know what your situation is, Mm -hmm. and they're not going to be able to know about your situation until probably either you pay them for it, for that privilege of hearing what your situation is, at which point they're really usually not that
2: good if you have an it department where you work please don't take your personal computer in unless that's actually part of what they're supposed to do is work on your personal computer because that'd be like somebody coming up to you and saying here please do more of this work at home for me that's a little rude but if you can take your computer to a place that you know has really good technicians or you can send it back to the manufacturer or those kind of things or, or authorized technicians then by all means go there because those guys will have better tools
1: that's going to be your first step always. Yeah. Second step, find a consultant you can trust.
2: In your- yeah, and that's hard. It's like finding a good mechanic because you never know when a guy's going to be like, "Can I can bleed another three hundred or four hundred dollars out of this person if I click here and run some antivirus software like that kind of thing?" Mm-hmm. So that might be a bit of trial and error. But you might know people who have had problems before and said, "Oh, I've taken it to this guy, I've taken it to that guy, or They've been reliable." You know, and trust your instinct on that. Trust your judgment there. I
0: think an important thing...
2: Johnny, you're really quiet. Really quiet, yeah. I wonder where
0: that is. I've got a loose cable or something,
1: maybe. That's exactly... Yeah, (laughs) you just buzzed out. Oh, God,
2: no! We're doing it live on the air now.
0: Okay, yeah. Johnny invented
2: the problem so that we could help him solve it all.
0: Is that better now? much better. What did you just do? I just made sure that the cable was properly connected. And... I think that's a good point to end at. On that bombshell, (laughs) we have been the most powerful men in Canada. My name is Ian Horner. I'm Johnny Blakebro,
2: And I'm going to start bashing up crap with a wrench. I'm Brendan (laughs) Beechdeer.
0: Thanks for joining us. The most powerful men in Canada would love to hear from you. Please contact us by visiting our website at toptech.tiltyhouse.com if you have any comments or if there are any subjects you'd like us to cover in a future show.